Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Happy freaking fabulous Friday. Freaking fabulous Friday. Freaking fabulous Friday. It's Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parent advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic and you're ready for this weekend. These allergies in Oklahoma are kicking my butt. I'm telling you something. So tonight I thought I'd talk about children who hurt animals. Um, this is something that happens, you know, on occasion. Parents will will ask me about um, when they're, they're they like have to protect their family pets from from their kids. And I talked. I think it was last night. I talked about um, or night before. I talked about children who set fires. Well. The thing with hurting animals, it's, it falls in that same continuum. What you have to understand is that when children have experienced trauma, their brains, like their amygdala, doesn't always fire the same like the same way a normal child's amygdala fires. It overfires or it underfires. It just it just doesn't fire in a normal way. And so what happens is the family pets, number one, they're they're exciting and they're stimulating just to begin with. You know, they're supposed to be soothing, right? But for a child, especially when you're stressed, now remember when you stress, you regress. So let's say you have a 10-year-old who's stressed, they're regressed, they're not 10. They're not they're not emotionally 10. They're two. And when we become stressed, our emotional age dictates everything else. And so if you think about a two-year-old with a family pet, what does that scenario look like for you in any circumstance? With any two-year-old, if you put a two-year-old with an animal, what's going to happen? The animal's going to run from the kid, like constantly, because the child is not regulated enough to be able to engage the animal in a regulated way. And so pretty soon, the animal senses the threat and tries to run away. Now, what happens once the animal tries to run away? Well, it's the same thing that happens when your child tries to run away. The child gets excited and then wants to go after the animal. What happens if the child is playing with the animal and then pulls their, pulls their ear or pulls their tail or, or pulls their foot and the dog yips or, or snaps at them? What happens in the brain? The amygdala immediately has a surge. Woo! And that surge is the same surge of stress, stress hormones, cortisol, but that's fear and excitement mixed together. As soon as that happens, what do we want to do again? You remember playing peekaboo? Peekaboo, 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 pook peekaboo. Because it's that excitement. And so you want the child wants the child's brain wants to do it again and again and again. And then what happens is the child starts to get conditioned to seek the excitement of the from the animal. And that's how animals end up getting hurt. Now, professionals tend to want to label children who hurt animals as, as future serial killers and having reactive attachment disorder and all these kind of, you know, conduct disorder and all these other kind of disorders. I think that's missing the boat, and I think that ultimately that's pathologizing the child. I feel like what you have to do when you see when you have a child who's harming an animal, you have to take responsibility as the adult 
And you have to realize that you are looking at a two-year-old. You're looking at a two-year-old and you have to be willing to say, you have to teach the two-year-old. Now the two-year-old may be, may be chronologically 10, but you have to teach the two-year-old how to interact with the pet. And you literally create a limit around the, the two-year-old's involvement with the pet that says you don't play with the family pet unless mommy or daddy or big brother or big sister is here with you because it is too stressful. It gets too scary for you when you play and then you or the dog get, ends up getting hurt. That's the only communication you need to have is that Benji doesn't get to play with with uh, Smokey because it gets too stressful. And when, when you get when you get stressed, you're not able to to pet Benji the way that the pet Smokey the way Smokey needs to be petted, and you end up hurting Smokey. And so we don't want you to hurt Smokey, and we don't want Smokey to hurt you. So you play with Smokey when mommy and daddy can play with you with Smokey, and you just create opportunities for regulated interaction with the animals. And it should be something that you do on a regular basis because ultimately you want to teach your child how to self-regulate while en engaging with the animal. And because if you're going to have a family of pet, you know, I assume the pet's probably going to end up being the one that leaves before the child. So, and that may not always be the case in, in some circumstances. Unfortunately, if you're going to have a family pet, you're going to want to make sure that you make the effort to teach the child how to have regulated interactions on a regular basis. The sooner, the sooner and the more often you can have the regulated interaction is the more often your child can learn how to have regulated interactions when it's when they're not with you. And then you can even, you know, once you spend time playing with them, keeping them regulated while they're regulated with the pet, you can eventually take a step back and let them play again. What happens if the pet's just, you know, walking through the house, what have you? You have to put limits on that. If you have a child who has learned to get an excitement, an excitement surge from interacting with pets, you're going to have to create limits because the child is just not going to, you know, just because you give them a consequence or just because, and in fact, that's just, that's even worse. If you're giving a consequence or you're taking something away or you're punishing them by the way they interact with the, with the animal, actually what you're doing is you're creating more excitement around the animal by, by creating the stress of the consequence or the punishment. So the, the consequence of, the, of the, the stress of the consequence and the punishment actually creates an additional sensation for the child connected to the animal. And so that's actually not, not going to be helpful. So you have to realize that if this child has already become conditioned to get this excitement surge from their interaction with this animal, sometimes just seeing the animal can cause a child to regress. It's just like other some kids. Some kids, when interacting with other kids, they immediately regress. And so you have to be aware and attuned that this can be a dynamic that happens for your child. And there could have been instances where in the past they've harmed animals. They could have even killed animals because, because they are two. And a two-year-old doesn't have cause and effect thinking. Cause and effect thinking doesn't even start to come online until you're five years old. So if you're if you've got a child in your home who's already killed animals before and has already prone towards harming animals, then you just have a, a, you just have that much more work you've got to do to try to retrain their brain away from the excitement 
the incite the excitement surge that occurs when participating with the family pet. So I address this also in my book, The Great Behavior Breakdown. I have a, a whole section on uh, pets, masturbation, pet perversion, um, that you can also look and get, get more information on that. So I hope that's helpful. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop. We can take three to ten deep breaths. We can slow down and think, what could we do different in this situation? And we can choose love. So Big Pop is going to take his allergy allergy self and his allergy ridden self and uh, go chill out. So God bless you guys. Have a great weekend and I will see you Monday.